Welcome to the Lioness Queen Podcast. Your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha, founder, speaker, spiritual coach, and licensed minister, shares how she overcame the emotional trauma from divorce with her faith in God. Now let's jump into your daily dose of letting go of the past and living totally residue free. Here's your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha. This is the first Tuesday in the month of August 2020. And man, we are only four months away until the holidays. I cannot believe it. Where did the time go? And definitely COVID, I would say, has taken a majority part of this time in our lives. But the question I want to ask my audience is, what did you do to kind of better yourself this year? question you know I kind of want to leave with you today that I want you to think about what did you do to better yourself this year and so even though I know we have been shut in we have been confined we have been (laughs) uh, as the scripture says be still and know we have been still right but even in the midst, what have you done to better yourself? Because that is what God wants us to do. Is He always wants us to better ourselves. So what did you learn new? What did you learn, you know, maybe about yourself, about your faith? Definitely, you know, would be something good to journal for the day. If you journal and write down um, just things that you have explored this year during this pandemic. Well, let's get right into our first episode for the month. In this month's theme, we are talking about negativity, or should I say having a negative mindset. And so you know how I love, 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 starting out with a quote or a poem. And today, um, today's quote is from Maxwell Daiwa, and um, I got this one from Pinterest. And the quote says, even now, as broken as you may feel, you are still strong. There's something to be said for how you hold yourself together and keep moving, even though you feel like shattering. Don't stop. This is your healing. It doesn't have to be pretty or graceful. You just have to keep going. Hmm. What's that powerful? I love that. That was a powerful quote. It is definitely a quote, honestly, acknowledging the incident, acknowledging the feelings as a result of what you experienced, um, acknowledging your will to give up. Um, it acknowledges, even in the midst of it all, you're still strong. There's still strength in you. There's still more in you. And it is more beneficial to you to keep moving forward than staying in a shattered space. Then it says the process may be ugly, but just keep moving. As uh, as Nemo, uh, the, the movie Nemo says, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, right? Even when it's rough, even when it's hard, even when it's difficult, even 
when it's overwhelming. Just keep moving forward. Um, I think we realize that having a, a negative mindset, it really just can control so much of your life. And the question is, where did negativity come from? Where and when did it start? And and you would never um, really find the word negativity in the Bible. But I truly believe that negativity all started um, when Adam and Eve sinned. And so, you know, it is all about... Um, Unbelief. It is all about negativity. It's all connected to unbelief. It is connected to doubt. It is connected to fear. It is connected to choosing um, in a way that is immoral. And so negativity encompasses so many different things. But I truly believe it started with the first Adam. And so the question um, that I always like to ask, am I processing what's going on in my life with a faith mindset or a negative mindset? And sadly, I have to say that um, when a challenge, a storm, when something comes up in your life that is unsettling, that is uncomfortable, I'm going to tell you what, your subconscious I mean, initially goes into your your natural um, worldly mindset, right? It definitely um, it makes you think in in a way from a natural lens versus a spiritual lens. And sadly, oftentimes it's negative first, you know. And I truly that's because of our tainted nature, I would say, from the first Adam, and, and you. And you can attest to it. It, it. it has been seen across the scriptures um, all about negative mindset. But I truly believe what really confuses me is the fact, and we'll, we'll talk about this um, when I get to the scripture for the day, um, that even Jesus' disciples, right, dealt with negativity and negative mindsets. And you can see it in multiple um, scenarios and multiple stories, right? And so if you think about it, their mindsets, again, were tainted in a way, you know, where they thought that in the natural first. They didn't think in the spiritual first. And so even though they were Jesus's friends, they were his boys, you know, they still had to battle the negativity and the negative mindsets um, in their subconscious. So this week, we are going to look at Matthew 17, 16 through 21. And I want to go back to um, when I talked about how negativity started in the garden. And... Um, you know, it's either you have a faith mindset or a negative mindset, which I think the negative mindset encompasses, I would say, four things. And then those four things can branch out into other things. So one, temptation, two, unbelief, three, doubt, and four, jealousy. Um, and so this is how the enemy, let me let me share. The enemy tempted Adam and Eve, right? 
So the enemy, he introduced this mindset as another way of thinking. And it was a way to think like God. To have a mindset like the all-knowing God. Not realizing that Adam and Eve already, they were created in his image. They had gifts and talents like none other. They had everything that they could have ever asked or dreamed for. But see, this is what the enemy does. He makes suggestions and or assumptions to trigger your mind to think negative. Now, I must say, it's very subtle. It's a very subtle act because what he's trying to what he's trying to do is to make it seem as if it is something you suggested and not him. You see, he will not, he doesn't want to accept the responsibility. No, no, no. For causing you to have this negative mindset. No, what he wants, what he wants is for you to conjure up the lie or false narrative in your subconscious in a way to make you believe the lie. And so John 8, 44 says he is the father of lies, which we, you know, we know that he is the father of lies and there is no truth in him. So this is where it all started. And sadly enough, it impacted humanity. Once Adam sinned, it tainted his bloodline in a way that planted the seed of negative mindsets, which easily, easily leads or can lead to sin. And so as we see over time, negative mindsets, really, they, they ran rampant back then in those times, and it still runs rampant even now. So if we look back at the scripture, Matthew 17, um, 16 through 20, if we think about those nine disciples, um, and I really want to talk from um, the scripture that, uh, because this is, it, Matthew 17 was all about um, Jesus and, you know, going to the Mount of Transfig Transfiguration and but I want to talk about when Jesus came down from the mountain. And so it was all about um, when he came down from the mountain, um, a man came to him and said, hey, Jesus, I, I, I was trying to get my son healed who, who, who has epilepsy. You know, he, there's a demon that is causing him to have these epileptic episodes. And I, I asked your nine you know disciples here to help me and they couldn't cast the demon out you know they they couldn't get him out and so I'm coming to you now because they your boys couldn't do it so if we think about those nine disciples who could not get the demon out of the young man it all was because of their negative mindset now one would think that Jesus disciples the ones who walk with him the ones who sat in his presence, the ones who parted, they had dinner together, the ones who listened to his rhema word right from out of his mouth, the ones who witnessed miracles, signs, and wonders day in and day out. You would assume that those guys would have had a faith mindset all the time, <laughs> right? Like, that is what you would assume. 
But this lets you know how powerful the bloodline is from from uh, the first Adam. This lets you know how it's so tainted that it is just flowed down um, through future generations, right? And it is just tainted and it all started from sin. And so this negative mindset is so powerful that it impacts you, but it also impacts future generations, which we, we see in the scriptures, but we can also see that today. We are living in a time where there's so much sin in the world. There's so much negativity. There's so much hatred. There's so much confusion. There's so much disregard to morals and values that so many people have fallen away from God. So once Jesus found out, you know, his disciples could not cast out the demon from this young man, you know, um, Jesus immediately had to address their negative mindset and he called it out. Like the scripture says, he called it out. And so I was thinking like, why did you do that? Like, what was the purpose of you calling that thing out? You know, it, 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 I'm curious how the disciples felt once Jesus, you know, called them out. You know, he, he called them faithless. He, he called them a perverse generation. And then he called, um, you know, them later having unbelief, right? And so, you know, he had just come down from the Mount of Transfiguration. He just had an awakening, I mean, an awesome experience on that mountain. And to come back to his disciples, who he imparted truth into, you know? So to hear that they could not help that boy, it was heartbreaking. It was frustrating because he said in Matthew 17, 17, how long shall I be with you? Like, how long do I have to deal with you not believing? How long? You know, this statement meant how much, how, how long do I have to deal with this mindset that you guys have? You know? And so Jesus was so taken back by what he heard. He, he was so taken back. And so he had to call them out. He needed to let them know what it is. You know, and so God is asking you, how long do I have to prove to you? I am the God who can perform miracles, signs and wonders in your life. How long does it take for you to have a faith mindset and stop believing the enemy's false narrative about who you are? God has already handpicked you to be his beloved, but you are waiting for something. You are waiting on an answer. You're waiting on some type of confirmation. You're waiting for these ducks to get in a row. You're waiting for something that God didn't ask you to wait for. God is already, he's already shown himself strong in your life. He has already proven to you what he can do for you. He's already shown you that he is enough. But why can't you believe? See, I believe this is the disconnect. The enemy wants to get you distracted in a way of doubting who you are in Christ. And when he's done that, you drank the Kool-Aid. You drank the enemy's Kool-Aid. You believe the lies of the enemy. It's not about who you are in the natural. But it is, it is all about who 
God has called you to be in him. God doesn't require a lot from us, Linus Queens, because he knows that we are tainted from the first Adam's bloodline. That's why he had to send the second Adam. He had to send his son for us, but he only wants you to keep him first in your life. He wants you to keep him as, as Lord, as your savior. He wants to, you, you know, he wants to be your all in all. He wants to be your everything. But, but sadly, many of us lack to believe wholeheartedly in God and what he can do in our lives. It's interesting how we, we live in a way where we only, we, we only trust God with certain things of our lives. And, and there's other things, especially big ones, sometimes we try to handle on our own. But God wants us to have a faith mindset in every essence of our life. We put him first. Every essence of our life. God is asking you, how much more do I have to do, Linus Queens, in your life to prove to you I am who I say I am? I am the God who has done so much for you. You don't even you can't even comprehend all of the different ways that I've blessed you, baby girl. I've protected you so many times from danger seen and unseen. You have no clue. I blocked the enemy from destroying your reputation, from slandering your name, and from stealing the life out of you. I did that. So many things you don't even know. That could have happened. But I protected you. There were, there were things even greater that the enemy tried and wanted to do to you. And he asked me, but I wouldn't allow it to happen to you. I know. I, I, I know you've experienced some pruning. You've experienced some pressing in your life. And I know it was com- uncomfortable. I know it was hurtful. I know it was painful. I know it felt like somebody stabbed you in the back with a knife and you could not go to the hospital to get any medication, any any type of treatment. I, I, I know, I, I know, but sometimes I have to allow people to be cut out from your life because sometimes those people don't deserve the places where I am taking you in this season. Sometimes there are people in your life, they're not worthy enough to be around you because you are in my bloodline. You are my royal, you are royalty. You are a queen. That I, and that's how I created you to be. I created you to fly with the eagles. That's who I created you to be. I didn't create you to be hanging around chickens. Chickens don't know how to fly. Chickens don't know how to soar. They don't know how to soar in the sky over the storm. So I had to do some pruning from your life. Sometimes, baby girl, there is a testing of your faith that has to happen. And and, and this is when I need your faith mindset to kick in. I don't need you to get scared like a chicken. 
I need you to be able to soar like an eagle. I need your faith mindset to drive you to believe in me and in my work and believe what I am capable of doing through you. You don't have to do anything but spread your wings and soar. And so the question lies in, what do you believe? Or, or, or is there something or someone maybe in your circle who could be distracting you to believe more of the lies and the false narrative than in me? And, and, more, and, and, and instead of believing in my word. You know, if you look back at Adam and Eve in the garden, the enemy came in the form of a snake. Who is it for you? Sometimes we have people in our circle we shouldn't have. We have people around us that we should not have. They aren't royalty. They pull you down. They are negative. They they are doubtful. They're full of unbelief. But for some reason, you you feel like you've got to still hang with them when you don't realize it is tainting your mindset. It is tainting what you believe. And so the enemy is a trickster. And so he has many different faces and many different forms. And so the enemy could be using someone in your circle and that person is planting negative seeds in your subconscious to get you to not believe. But unfortunately, you cannot see it because you're so heavily engrossed in the relationship and God is trying to remove you from the relationship. But no matter what the enemy does or doesn't do, the one thing God gave you and he gave Adam and Eve, he's giving it to everybody, is free will. And so God doesn't use witchcraft on us to force us to believe, to force us to do right. He gives you a choice, (laughs) right? So the question is, what mindset are you choosing today, Lioness Queens? So no matter the obstacle, no matter the problem, the pain, the trauma, the storm in your life, it's not about great faith. Matthew 17, 20 gives details, you know, the size of the faith that God is asking. And, And I'm telling you, he is only asking one to two millimeters of a mustard seed size faith is so minimal. And if you think about it in the natural, I mean, that is smaller than a piece of rice. And so if God wants you to have a faith mindset that small, then you have to know that what you're believing for, God is not using you. He's just going to do it through you. So, so that's the piece that we get stuck on. We think that we need to have it all together. We think that we have to do more. We think we have to believe to a certain level. We put all of this criteria in place. We put all of these things in place that God never asked from us. He never asked. He doesn't need you to get things done. And so what God is saying is he wants to be the object of your faith and that's it and so how can we 
How can we tap into this faith mindset to believe God can move mountains? So this, this I love Matthew 17. Because um, verse 20 and 21, it talks about applying that faith mindset only happens through prayer and fasting. And this is key. It's not just a one-time event. <laughs> it's not a one-hit quitter. No, no, uh-uh. If you are asking God to remove something from your life, if you're asking God to heal, to deliver, for a breakthrough, whatever it is, it's not a one-time event. It's not, right? And so if you're asking God to remove a negative mindset that does not align with the word of God that is causing you to doubt and not believe then you got to continue to pray and fast it is all about the seeking it is all about you pressing it is all about you praying and fasting until you either see a change happen or shift happen or until your heart which is really a subconscious can 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 be able to cast all cast all your cares unto the Lord and not take them back right but that's what we do we 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 play we play this yo-yo game with casting our cares on the Lord right and so there there will be one day where we'll cast our cares on the Lord and then the next minute we pick it back up and we worrying about it again. We thinking about it again. We trying to figure it all out again. We got this yo-yo game going on. And when and when God uses that word cast, he's saying, throw it at me. He's not saying, you throw it at me and I'm going to throw it back. No. You got to get to the point where you believe only. Because if you stop without getting to that place of a, you have an assurance in your heart, right? You, you, you can easily go back to believing the lies of the enemy. And so God wants you to be free in your mind, right? And the only way to do that is to have a faith mindset, knowing God wants the best for you. And that, I mean, really, honestly, in this time, in this season in our life, we don't have time for a negative mindset. There's so much uncertainty going on. There's so much death going on. There's so much lack, jealousy. There's so much ignorance and hatred. We don't have time to not believe in God and what he can do for us. Amen. And so Linus Queens, you have been living with a negative mindset in a certain area of your life for too long. And we all have, right? It may not be in everything, but there's something that that, that, that that triggers a negative mindset in your life. And so what area do you need God to move in your life today? What have you believed about yourself or a situation that you didn't fully believe God could handle? You know, the, I, I truly believe the most important virtue God wants you to plant in your subconscious is a faith mindset. He wants you to believe in your spirit so heavily until your mind catches up. You hear me? Your mind has to catch up. Because your biggest enemy is your subconscious. 
and your subconscious is always thinking in the natural. It is always trying to fight what you can't see. It is always battling something when you don't have any evidence, when you don't have any proof. Because that is the reasoning part of your mind. That is the part where, where you, you analyze, right? And so all of those natural skills and abilities goes against the spirit realm and how you believe. And so your subconscious can trick your mind in a way where oftentimes it only focuses on past, right? Past hurt, past disappointments, past losses, past traumas, past negative experiences in a way where the enemy makes assumptions and suggestions that you believe just like Adam and Eve. You believe just like they did. That's all the snake did was made a suggestion to Eve. Eve passed on that suggestion to Adam and then that seed was planted. Right? And so you have to see the enemy didn't let Adam and Eve know the dangers uh, of having a, a negative mindset, right? He he didn't even tell them that's what it was. He didn't even tell them what type of seed he was planting in their mind. No, uh-uh. that's not what he did. He let their subconscious do the work. He just planted that negative suggestion. He just planted that negative assumption in them right? And he let their own minds do the work. See, that's what the enemy does. The enemy plants stuff in your subconscious and let your mind do the work. Let your mind think about what he suggested. Let your mind process what he said to you. And you look at, you look at it from a natural lens and not from a spiritual lens. And as a result, it impacts how you think. It impacts how you believe and it impacts how you believe so it impacts your physical your mental your psychological your emotional life in a point where it impacts and destroys how you believe but then it also can impact and be passed down to your future generations if the enemy did that to adam and eve what is the enemy trying to plant in your subconscious that can impact your future generations? You think about that. Man, mm, mm, mm. I, I really wish I could get more into that, but that's, that, that is what I want you to think about, Linus Queens. What is the enemy trying to plant into your subconscious that can impact you and your future generations? Well, Man, I, I feel like I was just getting going, but my time is gone. It, it, I'm telling you, this is the thought for the for, for today. What negative suggestions has the enemy planted in your subconscious that you have been believing? Is it connected to a past experience? You know, and if it is, it is time to not allow the enemy to plant another lie in your head. It is time for you to take control over your mind. It is time for you to take control over who God says you are and believe you are everything. You are royalty. You are a queen. You were created in his image. 
You are beautiful. You are, you are beautiful. You are, I'm telling you, that is what the enemy, he does not want you to know who you all are in this queens. He doesn't. And so be not dismayed. God is always there to strengthen you. He's always there to give you a hope and a future. He's already planned out your life and your destiny. As, as I read earlier in the quote, um, you know, sometimes this journey is not pretty. Sometimes this journey is not graceful. Sometimes you feel broken. Sometimes you feel your life has been shattered into a million pieces. But keep moving. Keep moving ahead. Don't stop. Keep going. You know why? Because your ladder shall be greater than your form. You know why? Because God has destined greatness in you. You know why? Because God created you as an eagle to soar. All you have to do is spread your wings and soar over the storm. Stop looking at the storm. Stop being distracted. Stop hanging with chickens. God wants you to hang around other believers who believe in the impossible, who believe, who believe. It's all about your faith. It is all about that faith mindset. What do you believe, Linus Queens? This is not the time to stop. This is not the time to quit. This is all about your healing. And it's all about healing your negative mindset. Reverend Dr. Marisha, your lioness queen, let's go ahead and declare our weekly chant over our lives. Amen. Repeat after me. I am a lioness queen. God wants me to rise up. He wants me to take my rightful place as the queen I am. He wants me to be residue-free, intentional in my fight. Stand on the Word of God. Realize I am a masterpiece. I am. I am. I am enough. I am a lioness queen with a purpose. Amen. Amen.
Thank you for joining the Lioness Queen podcast. Please subscribe and write a review. You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even iHeartRadio. I would love to hear how this message empowered you. Come back next Tuesday at 3 p.m. for more from your Lioness Queen.